What's up, everybody? Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast here. Before we get started with this episode, I want to talk to you about this week's sponsor. If you pay any attention to the Independent Agency channel, you know there's no hotter buzzword right now than VAs or virtual assistants. This week's sponsor, I'm proud to say, is CoverDesk, who offers an innovative client solution for agencies to outsource client-facing VAs. Created by agency veteran Andy Priesman, owner of Greenway Insurance. People, this is not your typical VA company. They offer a proven system of recruiting highly educated virtual assistants, ensuring consistent performance for your agency. With their experience, they're able to help you design a program that is just right for you and your agency. They implement by onboarding and training each VA in foundational insurance skills. Visit CoverDesk on the web at www.coverdesk.com or email them at hello at coverdesk.com or you can call them and tell them that the insurance guys sent you. Please do at 512-879-3345. Guys, give CoverDesk a ring. I promise you, you will not regret it. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, a parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Good to be back in the studio, Scott. Man, I am fired freaking up to be in Sarah in Mobile, Alabama today. I'm ready to damn throw this table down on the ground. <laughs> I'm so fired up. Guys, we have got a guest on this podcast today that I've listened to, heard, watched, Facebook stalked, you know, listened to a podcast with Jason Cass, and he, I guess it's been about two or three months ago, I listened to the entire podcast and, yeah. and really enjoyed it. We are here to help you agents in any way we can. Sales, marketing, any types of strategy we can help you with, how to start a scratch agency, how to be an independent agent, captive agent, what you need to do, don't do, APIs, open APIs. And today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about organic YouTube strategy. Let me go ahead and welcome our guest today, guys. He is an insurance broker with his family's agency, Jingola Insurance. Since 2009, he is the director of marketing for his family's agency. He lives in Streetsboro, Ohio. He is married to the beautiful Vanessa and their four beautiful children. He was a speaker with the incomparable Bradley Flowers at the Agent 2021 conference conference this year with Gary Vaynerchuk's bunch down in Miami. He is also on Agency Nation Radio, and in his words, not mine, no matter what anyone says, we are all still trying to figure out this insurance thing together. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the other incomparable Mr. Joy Jingola. 
How you doing, Joey? Well, I certainly won't live up to that introduction. You went way deep and you brought in my wife and I didn't expect that. Streets Bro, <laughs> fantastic stuff. If I have one thing, if I have one mission today, I think it's to really kind of discover how I could find somebody as a perfect match for me as you two have with each other. It's something oh. I'm really envious of, but that's oh. really my main mission for today. Anything else is just a bonus. Joey, if you keep on, I'm going to start crying, and Bradley's going to sit here uncomfortably staring at me, not knowing what in the world that to do. not be the first time that's happened. <laughs> so, guys, hey, I am fired up about having this guy on the podcast. Number one, he knows every freaking body in the insurance business. He does. Yes or no? And everybody knows him. Exactly. And he's been with Agency Nation now. How, how long have you been with Agency Nation, Joey? I started officially November 6th of 2017, so just a little over a year. Okay. Let me ask you a question. I have a crush in general on Sydney Rowe. What is it like to work with Sydney Rowe every day? Uh, it's tough keeping the energy level equal. <laughs> I just I can't do it. I just gave up quite a while ago. And it's pretty fantastic. Again, you know, just somebody that radiates the industry across the board, really unites it. And I think that's something that is certainly few and far between. I'm sure you guys know. And so it's, it's really a pleasure to kind of, you know, like we said, work close on a day-to-day basis. Well, I'll tell you what, her content is so different. Her outlook is so different. I'll tell you, she reminds me a little bit of Ryan Hanley. She really does. And I know Ryan used to be involved with Agency Nation too, but when I watch her content, it's just so different, so fresh, so it's unique. A unique perspective. It very much you is. Know, I'll tell you, I think two days ago, I woke up and my phone, as soon as I woke up, my phone went ding. Yeah. And I looked down and it said, Sydney Rose sent you a video. And I'm like, <laughs> Yes, that is the perfect way to start the day. Exactly. Bradley and I got to talk on that podcast for just a little bit one day in mm-hmm. the Agency Nation podcast. Man, I could spend 10 hours talking to her. She yeah. is, she's just very a very unique individual. Mm-hmm. She's somebody mm-hmm. that I've always enjoyed watching on, on YouTube and Facebook. So let's get started today. Guys, our mission on this podcast is to help you guys in any way we can. One of the things that I am absolutely in love with is YouTube. I've always loved YouTube. In fact, I was on YouTube and I started for me. Yeah, I was on YouTube. Gosh, guys, I guess it was back in 2015, 2014. And I have done a very, very poor job of my YouTube channel of, of promoting mm-hmm. it and doing much with it. But I think it's something that Bradley and I both realize is, is could be huge. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had a conversation on the way down here last night yep, about we sure did. how we need to get this podcast on YouTube. Well, the podcast is on YouTube if you search Insurance Guys Podcast, but it's just it's audio. a still image with audio. But we are highly, and we're actually filming right now, we are highly missing the boat by not filming these podcasts. But it just it puts a, an added layer of pressure on you because we do like eight of these in a day. Exactly. Puts an added layer of pressure when you've also got video. So That's right. uh, we just made the commitment last night that we were going to start video. And so. Absolutely. So, Joey, let's talk a little bit about YouTube and organic YouTube strategy. Tell me a little bit about how you're putting out content on YouTube. You're doing it every day, every week. How, how's that? What are y'all doing there? YouTube strategy has been a little up and down. I mean, we if you rewind back to, I guess it's probably right when I started, we hit YouTube really, really hard. We were going three videos a week. Mm-hmm. And again, that was, you know, when we had Ryan on the team as well. So we were each kind of putting out a, I would say a eight to 10, 12 minute video mm-hmm. a week. And it was, again, it was just, we we're just kind of really competing with each other and, and trying to find the best way to, to tell stories that are going to help agents. And Ryan had kind of previously jumped in before that he had started his we'll call it vlog prior to me joining about six months, I think before. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had gotten up to like maybe 20 episodes of that. And that's really, really was 
the genesis of the YouTube channel. You know, he had, he had, we had done some, just again, me just going back, looking at what had happened prior to me being here, but there was some general answer questions sort of videos, but nothing too crazy. I think Sydney had a video about customer experience that did pretty well. It's my it's favorite, it's well. my favorite video yeah. of all videos. Joey, let me stop you right there for just a second. Okay. You said Sydney had a video that did pretty well. In your opinion, what is pretty well on YouTube? Well, that's a, that's very relative to where you are at. If you have just a handful of videos and you see it hit 50, go ahead and celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's really about realizing the, the thresholds and milestones that you're going to hit. I, personally, with us on YouTube, where we were at at the time, again, uh, it really depends. There's really two different strategies, at least I, as I see it, just again, as you guys were saying, paying attention to just the YouTube kind of community. There's the stuff that you're going to put out there that isn't going to maybe make a huge splash at first, but you know it's got legs, right? right? It's going to just go and go and go and go. And that's personally like my favorite to kind of work on. Then there's the stuff that you put out and it's going to have a big splash. It's going to do a ton of views in a really short amount of time. But then if it's not optimized to have those legs, then it's just going to taper off really quickly. Right. Um, And so that customer service video that Sydney did, it kind of went out, I'm assuming, outside of the insurance industry a little bit. And that's why it's, it's ranking poor customer experience versus customer service yeah. on just a business level well, well and not only that not only that i mean i've used that video probably 25 30 times in examples in just human interaction conversations you know, if, if it's got legs, it can live beyond YouTube. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the important thing. Honestly, I think that's where a lot of people kind of miss the boat with YouTube is they get caught up with the flashy and it's really hard. Like that's, that's a really hard thing to do to create stuff consistently that makes a splash again back to when we were going three days a week on the videos it was how do we one up each other if a video didn't get 500 views within the first week we were kind of sad so that was kind of the game that we were playing Mm -hmm. and anything over a thousand felt pretty good but from an insurance standpoint you know from the stuff that i create created for my agency you'd ask the question of what is good on youtube and again I'm going to say anything that makes the phone ring that sells a policy. Mm. Um, Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Because views are great. Like, that's fantastic. I mean, you have to have the awareness. But there's there's videos that I've I've put out that only have, like, maybe three or 400 views. But I tell you what, I could probably count 50 or 60 sales to that 300 mm-hmm. views. It's really just about what what is that video addressing at what stage in the kind of the buying process and how close is it to actually closing that sale. Mm-hmm. So I, all I do is represent the 250,000 insurance agents that listen to this show. And as an insurance agency owner that does it every day, I don't want to get off this podcast until you explain to me the step-by-step formula that these agents need to use to start getting on YouTube and generating some business, you know, leads for their business. So what would step one do? What is step one? Just getting on there and creating your channel? And on that note, guys, for you guys listening, Giangola Insurance on YouTube, there's no insurance agent that has more views or engagement as Joey Giangola on YouTube. Bam. From an insurance perspective. So that means get out your pen and paper and write this shit down. Okay? Write this shit down. The guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I appreciate that. I don't know about that, but we'll try. We'll try. So Uh, I um, do. Step one. Bradley said it. Get the channel. You have to have the channel. So that's step one. And don't overthink it. Just start it. And don't worry about it. You know, I think people even get worried about starting the channel. And, what What do you uh, need to name? Do you need to name your channel something flashy like Death Machine Insurance to get people to look at it? <laughs> can I mean, most people can't even say my last name, and it's Jim Golden right. Insurance. So, I mean, I don't think that that's while have I thought many many nights of thinking why is this ridiculously Italian name the name of the channel? I don't know, but I think if you wanted to have more of a long term approach and you were open to you know rebranding the agency somewhere down the road, maybe mm-hmm. think of something. Again, this is this is going to 
prevent you from actually starting a channel. So I hate to like say this, but if you want to feel free to think of something that is maybe more accessible for the masses, because I guess I guess it doesn't have to align with your agency. There's nothing that says whatever your agency has been named forever and ever. This is your opportunity to kind of just even create something that as a doing business as sort of thing. And then you can even have like right. a separate website and all the business is written through whatever ridiculous Main Street insurance name. I don't think that's a, a big inhibitor to the whole process. Obviously, I think that's not a huge deal. But if you want to, right, if you want to, because if I was to ever do it again, it would just be GIA insurance. The right. First three letters of my name but it's also Jingle Insurance Agency. So Step two, where are we? Step two is record video. <laughs> or I would no, say... No, 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 no. Let's, let's amend that to say record great content. Well, no. No, no. Great content does not come for quite a while, Scott. That's the oh, problem. Is everybody everybody wants it to be great right away, mm, and it's pretty terrible. I love that mm. perspective. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, so that's, that's a huge, huge thing. So I think actually even I'll slightly slide in something right before step two. I would say figure out your process. Do you Are you good off the cuff? Are you going to be able to sit down, hit record, and just talk? for X amount of time. If that's you, great. If not, if you need a little more structure, the way that I did it is uh, I would write a blog post and mm-hmm. I would use the post as the basis script, outline, whatever for the video, and then go from there. Mainly because at the time I started on YouTube, I think I uploaded my first video July 1st of 2011. Wow. And and my dad was like, hey, yo, you're not just going to talk about insurance without you know any sort of safety net. So it's like following that and just making sure that you get the points in that you want to make and you don't leave anything out. Obviously, I think we're kind of evolving into a world where there is a little more leeway, a little more people are more familiar with kind of absorbing information in this environment. But still, it was write a, write a post, he kind of reviews it, and then I record the video. That's gotcha. kind of that was my that was my process back in the day. So use that as as the basis. Today, if you wanted to go the other way, if you wanted to record the video first, I would also have it transcribed and then use that as the actual. How do you, how do you? Okay, let's stop right there. I've recorded lots of videos, never had one transcribed. I understand what the word transcribed means, even though I'm from. Alabama and barely scratched ninth grade. But how do you transcribe? I don't know. I don't even know where to go to transcribe a video. Yeah, is there, is there a hack that you use, Joey, other than uh, just typing it out? No, well, uh, no don't type it out. <laughs> no, don't do that to yourself. Rev.com is a site that I've used. Yep, I, I, I've times. used them as well. Yeah. Rev.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rev.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you pay like by the minute or something, like a dollar per minute. So if you got like a six minute video, six dollars, it's crazy. Like, and they turn it around in like a day. So even so, like a couple hours. So Joey, I just transcribed my video on Rev.com. What do I do with that transcription? So it will be probably a little rough from the standpoint of it's not just going to be like a ready made blog post, but you will just want to figure out a way. Again, this is building your process of how you're going to deliver the content, right? So you're going to take the the transcription and then you're going to break that down into what would look like a, a blog post that's outlining the question or problem that you're addressing in the video, right? And it's gonna you're gonna add some subheaders to it. You're gonna break it up into a lot smaller paragraphs. So, by, um, so you know, basically, add, you're you're editing the transcription then. Yeah, there's gonna be some formatting and editing to actually get it into a publishable piece of content. Okay, I just did that. Now, what do I do with it? With, with, a, with a piece of content. Yeah, with a transcription. With the transcription. I, I just, yeah, with the transcription. I just, yeah, I just edited the transcription. Now what? You're now fast. what do I do with it? You're working pretty fast, Scott. I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty pro. That's what Kim um, says in the bedroom too, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm sorry. I got to recover from that, Scott. Yeah. So what you're going to do is you're going to post it on your website. He didn't know what to say. Uh, post- he had to, he had to back uh, up just a little bit on that one. So we're going to post it where now? On your website, on your okay. blog. Okay. And, I, and Joe, Joey, t- let me say this. I know you're frustrated by me right now. You have to be because I'm ans- asking so many questions. I, rep- no, I, I represent the 250,000 insurance agents that listen to this well, podcast. And I know because I talk to about four of them per week, I know they are just like me. And I, I can tell you, you 
you know, it's easy for guys like Bradley and all you, you know, Nicholas Ayers and all you guys out there doing this all the time. Y'all are like, man, this is like stuff you learned in kindergarten. But I'm telling you. You're asking questions that a lot of the listeners would ask. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just telling you, most people don't. This this yeah. is brand no, new stuff to them. No, it, it, no it's, it's fantastic. And so I think this is the part that, that is, from my perspective, again, you know, is that people kind of want to cherry pick some of right, this stuff. right. So what is a good organic YouTube strategy is also just a good organic SEO strategy. So there's not really any difference. Some things will play better on YouTube and some things will play better on just in in like on your website. And that's why I always recommend doing both. And talk to our our listeners right now. I'm sure there's some people going, why the hell do I need to take the damn transcript from my YouTube video and put it on my blog post? Now, I know that reason. I'm just setting you up to tell them why, because... Once you put that blog in written format on your website, tell everybody what happened. And that's because that's that's a step I think a lot of people miss. I know I've missed it because I'm like, I just don't feel like doing that. But it's so important. Yeah. Yeah, Joey, tell everybody why it's so important to put that blog post that you just transcribed onto your website. I've actually had conversations with people of, of should you even use YouTube and why would you not want them on your website? So this is giving you the ability to put that information on your website, right? So they're, they're on your home base. They're, they're coming to your digital front door. Right. The argument against YouTube in a lot of cases uh, is that they're just on a platform that is anything could happen. They could go from from watching your video on insurance to watching a cat video to watching a stand up comedy bit. It's like so there's just really no control. But being on your website, you have a little bit more control of the the environment, the experience. The the content is already created. It's just a matter of repurposing it to where you can maximize it. And then two, I think one of the biggest things in my my perspective, when you're getting your own website to rank again, you you have them exposed to all of your information, your story, your services, all that fun stuff, but also allows you to occupy more real estate on the search. So if you do happen to have a video and the article rank, then you're taking up the first spot and the second spot, maybe sometimes the third spot, depending on how good you are. And they're going to see a picture of you. You're going to see like that thumbnail of the video. So there is just all sorts of huge benefits to doubling up on that content. And if it wasn't such an easy thing to do each way, it's just, it's not, there's just a no brainer from the standpoint of bang for your buck you're going to get. Putting that content on your website as well, does that help you at all with Google? With your- yeah, absolutely. That's that's the whole goal is, is you right. want to get to that article. And then two, you're going to embed that video in the article. So that you're going to have both of those together. You're going to give people the option. Uh, some people like to read. Some people like to watch. Right. Uh, and that's just going to you know expand the amount of people that are going to be able to. You're mm-hmm. going to be able to help educate on that insurance problem. And Google owns YouTube. So you're keeping mm-hmm. everything yep. at the mothership. So we're at about step four now. What What's step four? Step four. Well, let me, let me see if we got everything. So um, we, we put the article up. We need to. So the one thing I think that I think I want to make sure we, we kind of emphasize, we said record a video, right? And record a bad video and publish a bad video. I think those, those are huge, important steps that people kind of miss is that, you know, I, I have I just talked to a guy the other day who said uh, he's got 12 professionally produced videos that haven't been published. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, but there's people that have, you know, maybe five or 10 videos that they recorded that are okay. You have to kind of make a deal with yourself of like, whatever happens in the next 10 minutes, we're going to move forward with it because uh, nothing is going to make you get better faster than having other human beings watch your, mm-hmm. your mediocrity. Yep. Um, and that's just something you have to go through. I mean, I, I always tell people, and I think we did this in the IOA Facebook group, Nick and myself and Brian and, and a bunch of other people. We all posted our first videos of like, wow. this, this is how terrible it was. <laughs> and uh, it's just going to be bad. I, I can't emphasize that enough. You know so. what Scott and I did to our first podcast, our first two podcast episodes? <laughs> Shit can. <laughs> we redid them. We redid them verbatim uh, because they yeah. sounded so bad. 
Yeah, we sounded like we were, Bradley was in a mining tunnel somewhere yeah. in Idaho, and I was on a bad phone call on some country road in Cuba. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, but, you know, you know, I, I agree with that, Joey. I think you just have to start, you know, and I talk to agents all the time, and they're like, I want to do video, but I'm, I'm scared. I'm like, just start. Yeah. And it sort of pointed the blame back on myself because I've known that I needed to do a vlog for two years now, and I've even had episodes that I've shot and edited and they're ready to go and I just haven't posted them because I was scared of the, the quality. And so when Agent 2021 came around, that's when I committed. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start doing this. So I can agree to that sentiment. It's, it's just you just have to start. The, the only way you get better is to start and learn by experience. So let's wrap this up for just a second. What? And then I'm going to tell you the greatest idea I've ever had, Joey, and you can tell me all the reasons I don't need to do it on I'm YouTube. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, it is fantastic. Exciting. So, um, eat a fish or something? No, better. <laughs> so, is there a final step, or are we just like halfway through this process right now? Where are we with this right now in terms of the step by steps? Well, if we've got the video, if we've got it recorded, so somewhere in this point, like when you've decided to create this thing, like the one of the other big steps is making sure you're you've got like a decent topic and you're going to title it appropriately. Because I don't care how good the video is, if you don't have something specific enough that people are actually searching for, it's not going to get found. So that's, I think I think that's probably this part of the step of where you, maybe you've completed the video, it's uploaded, and now you've got to put a title to it. And that's mm. why, again, if you're writing, if you're writing first, you've already written everything out, and, and whatever that title is for the blog post, go ahead and make that the title of the video. And, and, and let, me, with that. let me stop you right there. Are you saying that the title that when people go search YouTube, which is the second most search search engine in the world, that title is extremely important to make sure people can find it? Very. Yeah. So again, uh, if everybody wants, I used, I've given a couple of presentations on this before. If everyone wants to play at home, you could search Aetna versus Anthem uh, on your phones or whatever. Say that um, again. And yeah, I couldn't even understand. Aetna, like the health, uh, the health insurance company, Aetna. Oh, uh, versus the health insurance company Anthem, Blue Cross Blue Shield. So if you just type that in, so you, you'll find me looking stupid. I might be number one, I might be number two. There's something that just creeped up over the last couple month or two that I think they they finally beat me. But uh, it's like number two for that. So again, that's why it's important, right? If you don't have that, if you don't have that, but I've got the blog post, I think it's Anthem versus Aetna, and then the video Anthem versus Aetna. Again, that's a, that's an example of where you know both of them actually ended up catching on YouTube and on the blog to where they, they both got pretty decent traffic. But that, that's why it's so important to pick the right the right headline, because if it doesn't, then you will have spent all that time worrying about not being good enough, and then nobody sees it. 28,000 so 28, views. How do you know what the right thing is to put as your title, though? I mean, I, I wouldn't even know what is going to work and what isn't going to work. What are, your, what are your two best insurance companies? Is that a title? Are you giving me a title? Yeah. yeah. I'm giving you a title. Yeah. Gotcha. I think it just comes back to testing and trying different things yeah. and figuring out what, what works. I'm no expert at it or anything like that, but you know, I've got some videos that I know because I titled them differently, mm -hmm. work better than other ones. It was probably better content. And the title, just so everybody's clear on this, the title, people are going to find or not find that because that title has something to do with what you're searching for in YouTube when you... Mm -hmm. When you type the right. words in that you're looking for, is that right, Joey? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're, it's it's again, it's really thinking about addressing. And to your question, how do you know what to, what the title is? Well, it's it's every problem or question that you think you can help somebody with within the area that you want to sell insurance. Gotcha. Right? So it's what what type of insurance are you selling? What problems are those people having? And where are those people? 
where do those people need to be for you to sell them a policy? Right. And that's really the, you know, those are the three things that are involved in that mix. And you just mix and match to, to whichever you think has, has legs. Yeah, and, th- and this video is Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield versus Aetna. Who is better? Yeah, and that, okay. I mean it's it's very possible somebody actually Google's that. You right, know? exactly, exactly. So, okay, so we've got our perfect title to whatever question that we've been asked by fourteen different people, and we've decided we need to do that. So what's next? Then uh, what is next is you will probably and this is where my my tank starts to get empty, and this is the worst part of the process for me. You have to write like a little description, and mm. uh, and I hate that part. Me too. Like I've done so much. And it's just like, it's the last thing you're doing. So if you're lucky and you wrote it first, then you can just, again, there's probably better ways to do this. This is what I did. I just copy and paste like the, like however many words they let me put in the description from the blog post. I just put it right in there. Right. But I'll also optimize. So again, every, every video that I would make for, for insurance would have a call to action, mm-hmm. usually around the lines of, Hey, you want to learn how to pick the right plan for you? Let's do that a little bit more. I would point them to a link in the description. So the link in the description would be the first thing of, and I found the phrasing based on testing next step was pretty powerful, um, at least more so on the blog. And I guess I would imagine it would work uh, on YouTube, but just the idea of, you know, people want to make insurance. They they kind of want to make it more of a show than it needs to be. It's really just a, we have this problem during this very specific time that we want to kind of get rid of. So we don't have to think of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's playing on that. Listen, we just, we just want to make this as effective and efficient. So you're, you're done and we'll take care of this. So the idea of kind of saying next step to them of, Hey, take the next step. Let's figure this thing out and, and get you on your way. This has really worked. So I would, I would have a, how about have a clear call to action with a link that you're preferably tracking mm-hmm. to know again how um, how many people are coming through that video to your site. That that would be step whatever we're on. I've kind of lost count, but okay. then at that point too, after that, you're also creating a thumbnail. So this is mm-hmm. another part. This is on YouTube. This is hand in hand about as important uh, as to getting played is you want to create, at least in my experience, you're going to want to create something that is appealing, that is catchy, mm-hmm. that's going to get their attention, usually making a ridiculous face of some kind that doesn't feel natural. <laughs> and I would also encourage people to have like just a like two minute period of like making dumb faces, like at the end of the video to pull the thumbnail from that's um, a good idea. just to kind of give you, just give you a bunch of choices. I, I will always, I'll maybe 30% of the time forget to do that. And I'm like, oh, I don't have a thumbnail. And then like right. everything's changed and like, yeah. I, I don't have, but whatever. Do, do you have a, a uh, program? Do you, do you use Photoshop to create those or do you use the YouTube generator? What, what do you use for that? Because I know, uh, you know, Mike Crowley has some, some really good thumbnails in his videos that I know were not done on YouTube. Yeah. What, what do you use? Yeah, I use Photoshop. And the best thing to do is create a template, right? And, and mm-hmm. I was actually talking to Mike about this a couple weeks ago. I think Nick yeah, um, I think, yeah. made the template for him. Right, yeah. Um, and yeah, so just create a template, right? And the, the and the reason you're creating the template, right? This is, again, uh, so much of, like, people want to think this is, like, such a technical thing, but it's really about the psychology of that person on YouTube. And again, anybody that you, again, Scott, you're on YouTube, rather you're on YouTube just as a, like a consumer of the videos. You see these people, the channels that you subscribe to, mm-hmm. you, when you see on the suggested videos, oh, I know that's that person's video without even thinking about it because right. it's, it's their thumbnail. So you want to do the same thing for the agency. So mm-hmm. you just want to come up with something that is catchy, that's going to stand out, that they can just easily identify as, oh, mm-hmm. that's the next video. If you do have things that are going to, you know, you got a five minute video, then they want to watch another five minute video. So mm-hmm. you want to keep them in that ecosystem. So you want to have a thumbnail that's going to get their attention and easily uh, brand yeah. that channel so they can pick you out. And you want to keep the same theme at least for an extended period of time, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. One thing I've noticed too, I know Gary does this a lot. Let's let's take Daily V, for example. Yep. He, he won't put 
Daily V in the title of the video, nope. but the thumbnail will say Daily V, yep. or vice versa. Yep. Maybe the title says Daily V and the thumbnail says the best marketing tip ever or something like that. So you can kind of play off of those two extremes. You can have the yep. thumbnail say one thing and the title say one thing. So you're kind of doubling down on getting someone's attention. Agree? Yes. Yeah, that's another. Actually, I, t- I took the uh, the Gary V thumbnail template and stole it for my vlog because I'm that original, you know. How'd you um, do that? You just you just copied you it or physically copied it, or is there there's some way you you hack that? Oh, and I mean, I just kind of took the overall gotcha. vibe of it. Like gotcha. it's it's, okay. it's a simple like white text, and it's you know just kind of how it's centered. And the that's kind of screwed me up. Like watching some of his content, like he's been making these more like. Right. colorful thumbnails. I'm like, oh, what is this? And sometimes it's like an actually like mashup, like more produced thing. And sometimes it's, so it's, I'm not quite, I haven't quite picked up uh, on what gets a fancier thumbnail if it's just really a matter of they have the bandwidth to do it. But I think it depends yeah. on the, the videographer that does it too. If you look oh. at, look at some of the, cause I know their videographers, they, they shoot, edit, and then distribute. Yeah. And I think if you look at some of D-Rock's videos, they're kind of consistent in terms of the, the angles they shoot, the editing process, and the thumbnail. And if you look at some of Caleb's, who was at Agent 2021, his are a little bit more colorful. So I think, too, it depends yeah. on that as well. Yeah, and for all you insurance agents out here that don't have a D-Rock and 14 other videographers and uh, 18 people in your editing department and three people with a Ph.D. and Adobe Premiere from Stanford <laughs> University – for you people, which is the same as Scott Howell is, you need to have a gorilla tripod and be able to set your cell phone up so that it's not on selfie mode facing you and use that shit and create a YouTube video. That's right. Now, all these other people, the Nicholas Ayers and Joey and Mike and, Mike and Gary Vaynerchuk and Bradley Flowers, once you guys do this for about two or three years and you hire three or four videographers and four editors and seven people that run the social media, then you can worry about all this. But right now, we need content. We need content on social media. We need a smartphone, either Android or iPhone, a tripod, great content, and the ability to sit down and get on your laptop and do all this. Because most of the stuff you have to do, Joey... Don't you need to be on your laptop to take the video to do what you need to do with it on YouTube? You can edit. You could probably upload. I've never. I've actually never done it. You can certainly upload. I would imagine directly from your phone. But okay. I, I was going to say, like, that's some huge advice. One of the other things that I think is so important to actually getting videos made is removing as many steps as possible to mm. being able to hit record yep. and 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 go. Um, because you know, again, you're in the agency. How many times is that phone going to ring between you know now and ten minutes from now of right. you setting that video up, right? How many how many things can possibly happen that that are going to derail that, and then it's just going to stop it from happening? So, this is going to date me a little bit, but I, I recorded probably 195 of the 200 some videos with a webcam, like a seventy dollar, probably fifty dollar webcam now, really? and the microphone that I'm yeah. Oh yeah, it's all webcam. It's and I even screwed up how I recorded them for a majority of them, which is embarrassing. But um, and then this microphone that I'm talking to right now, and I did it through my computer because I would I would I have I had lights permanently set up in my home office. So I just bought like two little like um, light stands, like floor lights at Home Depot. I put some light bulbs in them. Mm. Like I just I made I matched the color of the, we can get into like the lighting color. It's not really that important, but. Basically, I flipped the light switch on my door and I hit record on the on my computer, and that was it. And then the video was already on my computer, so I would just put that over into my editing program, and then I would just cut up all my mistakes, and then it, and then it went out the door. So it just reducing is as phenomenal as much advice. friction as possible. Yeah, yeah. and and it actually, 
one of the things is this microphone. One of the last things that I didn't have was a mic stand. And I would actually go into my closet. I'm a failed musician by trade. So I had just a mic stand and I would just pull that out and I would set the boom mic stand up. And that took me five minutes. And again, the phone would ring or something would happen that would distract me. Mm-hmm. And I, I finally was like, this is ridiculous. So I just bought a, a boom mic arm that, you know, you guys probably have in the studio there that's just permanently attached to my desk. Everything yep. is, you know, set up, ready to go. So uh, every everything that you can to kind of leave it in a functional environment within your office, I would design it around that. To, to add to that as well, I would actually discourage people from uploading videos on YouTube on your phone. I've tried to do that. Um, I mean, you can do it, but there are some some additional features mm-hmm. doing it on the computer, exactly. like tags right. and things like that. A year ago, you couldn't do that from the phone. Right. I'm assuming that hasn't changed because I tried to do that and, and yeah. it just didn't work. And then also... You know, once it's uploaded from your phone, it can be expanded and then mm-hmm. and get distorted and things like that. But to kind of segue real quick, Joey, I have used in the past TubeBuddy, which basically is is a Chrome extension mm-hmm. that gives you some tips and tricks when you're uploading that video. You know, it'll say, "Hey, don't forget to do this," or "Hey, don't forget your end cards," or "Don't forget your your end screen" yeah. and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on using that? I mean, I know. Eventually, as you become more well versed, all that stuff is is kind of second nature. Yeah, you know, I think um, I think anything that you can do to kind of help, kind of optimize it, is, mm-hmm. is fantastic. And I, I'm I'm a big fan of using that stuff. And then once you kind of have a feel for it, then kind of ignoring it for a little bit. Right. For example, um, and and to kind of Scott double back on, we had talked about why some people would maybe be afraid to put videos on YouTube because of just it's the Wild West and there's no control. The only reason that I focused on YouTube heavily back in like 2013 or 2012 or whatever it was is because we were using HubSpot at the time and they told me that that medium was converting at a much higher percentage than the the written content on my site. So much so it was like the stuff that was coming through organic search, while it had a way more views, it was getting more people to the site, but it was converting at like under a 1% of wow. people like actually clicking through and becoming leads. Whereas in HubSpot tracking the social traffic, again, way less traffic, but it was converting at, and this is true to this day, about 15%. So, I mean, just ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, conversion. So that's why I focus on video. And that's just the people that actually clicked the link, filled out the form. That's not, that's outside of the people that just pick up the phone and call you too. So yeah. it's just, it, it converts way better. So I've got two ideas. But yeah, you use this too. I've got two ideas I want to run past you. The first one I ripped I'm off from. So looking forward to this. The first one I ripped off from Nicholas Ayers. So right. I was listening to Nicholas Ayers on a podcast the other day. He was talking about YouTube advertising. And when you run an ad on YouTube, and I did not know this before, before Nicholas said this, but the ad has to run for 26 seconds before you have to pay for it. So yeah. if an ad pops up on a whatever the cat video that you're watching about cats peeing on couches <laughs> or whatever it is, the ad has to run for 26 seconds. And then once that ad runs for 26 seconds, you're on the hook. You're right. you're paying for that ad. Yeah. So I was thinking about coming up with like a jingle for my insurance agency, like call 256-444-2041 because you need insurance right now. So- or go to the insuranceguyonline.com website and get all your freaking insurance now. So glad we're video. And then this. do that over and over and over again for like two minutes. And then it's a video of me just sitting there with my English bulldog saying that. 
over and over and over again. Nobody in the world will listen to that for more than 26 seconds. <laughs> then run it as a Facebook ad, and that way, you know, maybe they listen to it for 15 seconds and hear my phone number and web address 10 times, but eventually, way before the 26 seconds is over, they're going to go, holy shit, I can't keep watching you did, this. You didn't, you didn't run that idea by Kim before this, did you? No, I didn't. But I'm thinking I get free advertising out of that because people, that pulls up on their cat video they hear it two or three times before they can get that off their feed, and now they've got that in their brain. What are your thoughts, Joey? I mean, they certainly would have it in their brain. I don't think anybody <laughs> can question that. As long as you sing it like that, I think you got a shot. I do. I somebody, think, uh, somebody out there tell me I'm not a genius. That is absolutely ingenious. I paid nothing for that because nobody's going to listen to that for 26 seconds. Are they? I mean, yeah. would you? No, I mean... I, Bradley would cringing over here. <laughs> the I other, think Joey got up and went to the bathroom while you were singing. <laughs> hey, he just hung up. <laughs> hey, the other idea I have is Kim has found a pair of her grandmother's old bottle rim Coke bottle glasses, the big round ones like old ladies wear. And I was thinking about doing a series of videos on YouTube called The Most Boring Insurance Agent in the World Explains Insurance Coverage. You're not boring or you are boring? Oh, I'm painfully, okay. painfully boring. So like got I, a lot of competition. So like I sit there with these Coke bottle huge glasses on and the whole video is me explaining coverages and maybe even reading some policy forms <laughs> as the most boring insurance agent in the world. So here here's here's an example. Ambient is gonna sue you. If so you here do that. here's an example, Joey. Hey guys, my name is Scott Howell and I am the most boring insurance agent in the world. That's enough. Today, we're going to talk about uninsured motorist coverage. And I just sit there for like three minutes and just drone on and on about this stuff. I'd really like and, to look at the retention on those videos. And then, and then, but, but you got to remember from a visual standpoint, yeah, Bradley, yeah. I'm going to oh, have okay, on okay, these, okay, okay, okay. these freaking bo yeah. bottle glasses yeah. in some crazy outfit on, and I'm just sitting there <laughs> reading policy language from a damn insurance policy. I, mean, I tell you, dude, I think Agency Nation just needs to go ahead and hire you. That would, to me, that would be absolutely hilarious. Am I the only one that thinks that, or am I crazy? No, I think it'd be funny. I, I wouldn't spend a, an enormous amount of time or money on it, but I think it'd be funny. <laughs> Joey, I help mean, me. I, do you, what do you think, Joey? Give me your honest opinion. I, mean, I need cold water, you, like, Joey. I mean, like, I, mean, like can we, I mean, if we can be serious for a second, I yeah. mean, like, which is, is really tough because I'm building out this video in my head. I'm thinking if you throw on a smoking jacket, yes. use a monocle, yes. put a pipe on, sit in front of a fire with the English bulldog, I yes. think then we have something. Yeah. So, um, Zach and Matt but, did something similar to that the other day. And do an entire. I'm talking about doing an entire video series on every personal lines coverage. I mean, I mean, from liability all the way down to like med pay. Can I help you produce it? <laughs> and this is just a three minute video of me just sitting there talking like this, guys. Uh, as part of your <laughs> auto policy, you're gonna have a chance. <laughs> All right, so you're like mashing up like the the Old Spice commercials with like a farmer's commercial. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's uh, you know, like absurdity and uh, like with a little education. Me. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I'm not saying it couldn't work. I'm saying uh, if you if you dedicated it, uh, again, I have zero experience with this, Scott. So if this is just to help you feel better about yourself, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> um, 
you know, I think, I think, I think you certainly could um, make it your thing. Right. And, and if you commit to it. So the lesson that I would think is the most important out of this is that agents are so terrified to be entertaining. Um, and that's half the battle of, of getting mm-hmm. somebody to watch something. Um, right. And you have to be a little bit of that. Right. Because if you're being like ridiculously over the top boring, that's funny to me. I would get it. Um, and it would make me want to do business with you again. You know, Bradley, uh, Gary V says you got to be the person who you are. Right. And you're going to attract the people that relate to yeah. that. So yeah. I think here's what we need to do, guys. This is going to be a, a little while before this episode drops. So I want everyone who's listening to this to Snapchat, Instagram, tweet, Facebook message, call, <laughs> email, carrier pigeon, mm. Scott, mm. and say, why haven't you done this yet mm. if you don't see this video? <laughs> and we are all going to collectively force him to do this. And what he's probably going to do is say, hey, Bradley, drive up to Huntsville and let's let's do this. <laughs> And we're gonna we're going to crowdfund this thing, and we might even buy him a camera, and we'll, we're gonna get this done. Uh, well, I've been thinking about this for like two weeks, not knowing that our very first podcast of the day was gonna mm-hmm. be on YouTube. I noticed strategy. you acted funny when I said that. You're like, I'm like, oh crap, he's got something <laughs> up his sleeve. <laughs> so, Joey, once you have, oh, and by the way, before we before we wrap this thing up, I have two more questions. Number one, going back to the description that you that you and Bradley both and I would agree with this. That's like the one of the last parts of the puzzle here on posting a YouTube video and it does feel like the hardest part of the whole thing. Would you say that the longer the description is and the more links and things that you have in the show notes, the better your video is going to do, or does that even matter? I've, I've never had an impact come from mixing up the description. Okay. Um, it's always been pretty consistent. Right. N- nothing too crazy. But, always but, just the link to my site, but I don't, I've, I've never been able to, I guess, track or have any sort of kind of evidence to say that the description is going to dramatically improve the performance okay. as long as you get like some of the base the core basics like you just want to hit like make sure you reiterate some of the key phrases that you're going after right but there's no know. there's no hashtags or anything that you can put in your description on youtube that's going to boost your there's a your section ranking. for tags Tag, and, and, tags yeah. helps. But just tags like you know, search terms things like that a tool that i use how many search uh, how many tags can you put I think on it's there 550 Joey, five hundred and fifty tags. Isn't that right, Joey? I've never, I've never tried that. that yeah, I, th- I think that's what it is. And so I use a, I use a tool, and I'm, I'm nowhere close to the, the expert that Joey is, but I use a tool called Keywords Everywhere, which is a Chrome extension. Right. And basically, what Keywords Everywhere does is shows you search volume by term. So, and I actually got that from Ricky Carruth, an, an earlier podcast guest, and basically look for you know highly searched terms and then kind of those mid range terms. You mm. know, you want the highly searched terms because you can catch a lot of traction from that. But you also want at least this is Ricky's strategy, and Ricky does a just as good oh, yeah. a job on YouTube as anybody. The, the mid range search terms. Because you, there's a lot more of a land grab, you know, you can show up higher. Kind of, so, kind of like Instagram with ta- hashtags, right? Yeah. But but what what I found the more videos I've done, I've I've found out that I kind of just kind of use the same ones and I mix up a few. You know, another strategy you can use with tags is is you have like mine, for example, Sarah Land Insurance. I'm going to mm-hmm. put in every tag, and it's a very very high likely chance that I'm the only person mm-hmm. using that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, my videos will be grouped together mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. people search things. That makes is, sense. Am I wrong in, in any of that, Joey? No, I, I think I think you, you want to have your core, like your you know your your five or ten or fifteen or whatever that you're going to use. And then I, I honestly I feel like I'm doing it wrong every single time. I don't feel like I have any sort of overall strategy that works. But you just want to get as many relevant things to the video topic as possible mm-hmm. and i think that's really the the goal and then again it's one of the last things you're doing so you're just like uh you know how many more can i think of 
but you will agree yeah. that having tags in oh, yeah. the, the video, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're creating it helps, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's no reason not to, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to, it's going to help organize it. And like, you know, Bradley said, like, you know, if he's using his agency specific sort of tag, then that there's a, there's a pretty good chance that it's going to keep those together. So there's, there, there's no reason, let's put it this way. There's no reason you wouldn't at least give it the college, try and put 20 in there. You know right. I mean? Two buddy, I think the paid version of TubeBuddy, it gives you an idea of the tags that your competitors are using. Joey, let me stop right there and say this. This is the shit Bradley does to me right here. So we come in or we'll be on a phone call. How many times a week do we call and talk to each other? Four or five times a week, probably? Probably. Something like that. We'll be on a phone call or in the middle of a podcast and he will just throw out these damn apps, these these websites. And I'm like, how the hell do you know about that? So you want to know something better? You want to yeah. know something better? Insurance guys, we have an affiliate deal with TubeBuddy. So if you go to TubeBuddy.com forward slash insurance guys, you get a discount and See, we get paid. Th- Joey, this is the shit I'm talking <laughs> about right here. Every time he, he starts throwing this stuff out and, and it just amazes me because I'm like, how do you know about all this? I mean, like, I had, I didn't even know what Two Buddies was. I had no idea. It's a, it's, it's a subtle message, Scott, that you need to step your game up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. No, it's just, you know, that's my hobby. Right. You know, right. I mean, it's just. He does I it just, every time we talk. He'll throw some website out. And in the back of my mind, I never say it until today. Well, you know, I'm like, how in the world so, did he know about so that? So when I talk to people, when I talk to people that are smarter slash better, further along the totem pole than I am, I did the same thing when I went to Matt and Zach's office. And I did the same thing when I went to Paradiso's office. You might remember this. I sat down, and the very first question I asked is, what are some of the programs that you guys use to make your lives easier? Right. I enjoy finding out what's what and things like that. And some of my friends here locally have actually started calling me, like, hey, man, I need something that does this. Right. And I know you know what it is, or you can find out. That's just It's just something I like doing. I never do that to you, do I? (laughs) Well, you could. I mean, no, I do it about once a month. I'm like, hey, man, I need something that does this, and you're like, yeah, go to here. Hey, so, so Joey, it doesn't mean I'm right. It well, just, you know, more right than not knowing anything about it. I guarantee you that. So, Joey, last last question I have for you. So we we've written our description, we've done our tags, we posted show notes or whatever. However, we're going to do that to get the video downloaded to YouTube. So, where do you push out content after you have actually posted that video to the YouTube channel? After you published it, I mean that's the the beauty of it. You can just kind of publish it and wait if you wanted to. No, I'm I mean, not, obviously, I'm you not going to do that. It. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, if, if you're saying like publishing it on different like social platforms and things, right, like that. right. So the, the the cool thing with the video, and this is a, a decision that you would you know have to make, or, or if you want to be that intentional with it, is do you want to try to build up the channel for the channel's sake of driving people back to YouTube, or do you want to say I've got a video and I'm going to distribute it natively on every as many platforms as I possibly can, and and, and is the video that I've created for YouTube appropriate for Facebook and LinkedIn, or do I need to make some tweaks? And then it, then it would just be a matter of of going down that rabbit hole. I don't want anybody's head to explode again if we're talking you know titles. And descriptions things like and, and i'm not even i'm not even that great at this myself but it's either sharing out just the link to that youtube video and hoping that you're going to drive subscribers drive the views through there because there is something to be said for the more youtube thinks that you're an authority so the more views and the more subscribers and things like that the more like the more likely they are to to catch more of your videos and start mm-hmm. ranking them and recommending them so there's that but there's also the you know, not everybody's there. Not everybody wants to do that. How are you going to force their their hand to, to go somewhere and consume it that they don't? So that's a constant like battle, I think, mm. that everybody kind of fights. But yeah, I would if if I was doing a video, I would probably think, how can I tweak this, or is it good enough to just upload natively to Facebook? I would get that on our Facebook, maybe LinkedIn, and then if you if you wanted to, I know Bradley's 
probably got more experience on the Instagram side, but then, you know, how do you repurpose that in the Instagram world and the Snapchat world? That, yeah, that would be the, the thing that I would, I would look to do. So Bradley, you've been posting some really cool content from Agent 2021. You had a videographer, you, that you did a great job editing the, vi- the YouTube videos I've been seeing you post the last, what, week or two? Mm-hmm. Our own point. So, what? How are you pushing that content out so, to, get, to get more views? Actually, Joey and I had a conversation a couple months back, and I, and I kind of recommitted to YouTube. I want to get as many people as possible to YouTube as I can for two reasons: one, I need to use it, and mm-hmm. two, uh, it's owned by Google, who, like I you know, referenced earlier, is the mothership. What I do, is, and I sort of, I mean, I was already kind of doing this, but I, I attended a mini 4D session on personal branding at Agent 2021. And one thing that they talked about was your pillar piece of content that everything else is derived from. So what I did with this first blog post, and I've got a part two coming out probably by this time next week, is I have the long form post and then I create what what VaynerMedia calls short, snackable, air quotes, snackable pieces of content, small, one minute and less videos Mm -hmm. that I've posted on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and it and at the end, so, somehow my call to action in there is not buy insurance from me or follow my podcast or anything like that. It's go back to YouTube to watch the whole video. Mm-hmm. And I try to structure those videos where I give just enough that people are interested and like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then I cut it off at the perfect time to where they want to watch more. And, and, you're, I send and, up, and I'm sending them back to YouTube. But I mean, are you posting the that whole video, s- that snackable piece of content to YouTube as well? No. No, okay. the, it's it's in the long form video. Okay, so so you so, can do like a sixty second snackable, and I like I kind of like that yeah, word, although it's, it's, it's makes me feel like I'm back in kindergarten and we're about to have snack, and I'm about to get my <laughs> damn little apple slices out. But you're like doing sixty seconds, so you can take that to Did Instagram. Did back then? That's so disrespectful. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. So that sixty second piece, though, you can post to both Instagram and yeah, Facebook. Yeah. And it's basically and, you and going, I, "Hey, I, if you want to see more of this, right?" Well, it's it's you know, and I change it depending on the platform. You know, I might put a progress bar right. on it through an app called Veemly that I use. Right. I might put a progress bar on there. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I, I like. I put a progress bar on there on Instagram, but that is not necessarily needed on. LinkedIn or Facebook, and I might share something that's a little bit more. All the content on Instagram is more edgy than it'll be on LinkedIn, for example. Gotcha. So it just it, you have to create it to the audience. But yeah, that's kind of it's for from a distribution standpoint. And what's going to happen is those small sixty second clips are probably going to get more views than that seven minute video. But the people that click on your call to action and go watch the seven minute video are way more interested in what right. you have to say right. than 80% of the people that listen to the one-minute video. So you kind of get both ends of the market. Right. And, sense. and, Joey, last question for you before we wrap this thing up. third last question. No, I know. Last <laughs> question, though. Are you also utilizing uh, YouTube ads as well? Are you are you doing any advertising on YouTube? No. Okay. None. Okay. Zero. And, and that's kind of if I, if I can end with like a thesis statement. Absolutely. Like the, I was just the, about I was just about to ask you if you had one piece of advice for insurance agents posting content on YouTube, what would it be? The one piece of advice is uh, post videos and don't look at your views for like six months. That's mm-hmm. probably it. Right. At least. But the other thing is, is this is of any other type of content distribution and platforms. This is one of the only formats and methods that it, it's in an investment, meaning it's only usually gets better with time if you've picked the, again the right titles and things like that. So, mm-hmm. 
whether it's ads or whether it's social, that's a, that's a constant hamster wheel that you're, you're always feeding. Um, this stuff is just going to sit there. It's going to live. It's going to be ready for them at the exact moment they're ready for it. And that's, that's a huge kind of just mentality, like when they're approaching it. So you can, you can try and swim upstream and just kind of push the stuff out there and, and hope it catches people's interest. The reason that this is so foundational back to what, you know, Bradley said, you want that pillar stuff on YouTube is, it's always going to be waiting there uh-huh. for them, and it and it only gets. And again, I'm I'm just even continuing surprised at how much legs it has of stuff that I posted four or five years ago that right. still driving. It's just like ridiculous. So, um, it just allows you to operate in a much more free environment. If that makes sense. Cool. I got you, guys. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, Joey. Again, I am blessed, humbled, and honored that you would be on this podcast with us today. I really, 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 really appreciate that, guys. Let me explain what we've just done. We have given you step-by-step instructions, Big Bird style, on how to improve and how to start your organic YouTube strategy. Now, if you don't think there's a shit ton of people on YouTube, there are. In fact, it's probably one of my two favorite social media platforms. I probably watch YouTube more than I do anything else on social media. And that's just me. I'm 162 years old, but I love watching YouTube videos, YouTube podcasts, funny stuff on YouTube. You know, I saw a meme the other day, Bradley, that said, somebody's kid said, hey, did did you have YouTube when y'all were growing up? And he said, yeah, we had America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> you know, because it kind of it kind of is what YouTube is. I got a is. better one for you. Uh, there was another one that said, "Every time I put my five year old to sleep, he says, make sure and subscribe because <laughs> he thinks that's how you say goodbye because they say it at the end of YouTube videos." <laughs> Absolutely. So, guys, listen, Mike Stromso, my friend and great American, as he always says, if you want to meet reach a hundred percent of the marketplace, you got to be where everybody's at. Okay, and everybody's in a different spot. A lot of people are on YouTube. If you can make yourself get on there and start posting YouTube videos and make them interesting, post good content, do the things that we just talked about today in step-by-step, you know, step-by-step instructions on how to do that. Eventually you will be successful. And Joey is right. Don't start looking at your views three weeks into this because nobody's Mm going to see it. As Bradley likes to say, it's a long play, not a short play, but you can have a lot of success from this. So get out there. Stop making damn excuses as to why you can't do videos. Stop making excuses. I've heard every damn one of them. Dog ate my homework. I can't. My hair doesn't look good. My makeup's not right. My, you know, I'm not happy today. I don't feel good. There's a million excuses that you're not doing it. You need to start doing YouTube videos. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big bad world. Go sell insurance. Make money for your family. Make money to support your children. Write good business for the companies that you represent. Write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you you too, buddy. Thank you, guys. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll be back real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.